0: This is the Scratching and Surviving podcast where we together will learn what it takes to achieve extraordinary results, and I am your host, Aries Webb-Williams. everybody how are you doing this week I'm hoping that everyone is having a great week I have had an interesting week this week I feel like you know I'm really trying to learn to value the time that I have on a daily basis because some days I go to bed really late and you know It just sets the tone for what the day is going to be like the next day. And then some days I go really early and that rest is invaluable. So I'm really trying to start getting the rest that my body needs to function on a regular basis. I don't always want to be like, I'm so tired. I'm tired, you know. So I'm trying to do better with that. Hopefully you guys are doing the same. Thanks again to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. I really appreciate it. I've gotten a few over the last um, last week I got some new reviews and one that I really want to share in particular that was from a friend who said, "That was a powerful hour. Not to play on words, but that was deep and I admire how you are at a place in your life where every experience you've had, good or bad, was a stepping stone to where you are now. And the authenticity you provide in the content that is shared. I've always known you to have that type of delivery, but I think I'm able to receive how you process things." I see that's an important step in getting to know someone. I appreciate you sharing your story. And I wanted to read that. That was from my friend, Alicia. The reason I wanted to share that is because that is really what this platform for me is for. It is to share my journey because I know that there is someone that can benefit from the steps that I've taken and watching me as I'm taking steps. I'm currently taking steps. I'm doing different things to improve my life and, um, just, you know, get to a point where I am truly fulfilled and living out my purpose. And that's a process. So I want to share that with other people. Because like I said, I feel like it can definitely benefit someone. I was in a weird space the other day, because I had a, a UTD college student, that's the University of Texas at Dallas, that's where I received my master's degree. And a girl reached out to me on LinkedIn and asked to take me to coffee, which is so funny because I'm the one that's usually reaching out to people, taking them to coffee, trying to learn and and get more information and all that. I'm connecting with people and trying to network and do these different things just to learn as much about other people's journey. Uh, And someone reached out to me to learn about mine. And I was like, wait, what? You want to take me to coffee? <laughs> it was crazy. So. I need to start embracing the fact that, yes, Aries, you have a story to share and you have information that can actually benefit someone. Um, So I went to coffee with her and she was asking me, like, how did you get where you are? Like, well, just all these different questions that I'm asking people. And I'm like, this is super cool. So it had me actually thinking about how else I can give back in that way, because I really don't feel like I'm giving back as much as I should in the areas of teaching other young women that were the me's right back in 96 when I graduated from high school who didn't have I didn't have anybody who went to college and went through the steps that I was going to take right my parents weren't working in corporate America they weren't going into they didn't go into the fields that I went to they didn't go to school the way that I went to school like my dad he went back to college when I went to college so um, they didn't have the experiences that I was going to be walking through, so I didn't have someone saying, "This is what you need to do. This is how you do this. This is how you do that." I was just fumbling around, trying to figure it all out. So, it would have been very beneficial if I had someone that could hold my hand and say, "Okay, here's what you do." Um, I had a girlfriend who was became that for me. She was um, I met her through work when I was about 19 years old. I was working at um, AT and T and she was there and um, she was going to college she had already she was like a couple years ahead of me so she had went through some of the same classes and all that and she was like take this teacher take that teacher do this do that so she was helping me in that way but i really needed someone to guide me in a professional way how to get and navigate the corporate world it is very different than just working a job somewhere it is a lot of polit- there is so much politics there is so much politics there's so much I don't know. There were just so many different things that you need to know to navigate. I made so many mistakes and so many failures and I continue to do that over time. I feel like I'm making, I don't like to call them failures, but I like to say, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Do this different next time. Do that different next time. And it's, it's not a environment that is natural. It's, it's just not natural. So you're already out of your comfort zone walking into a building like that, um, where the environment is very, um, you got boardrooms and, and these meetings and it's just set up so different from like, if you just walk into a job, let's say you work at the bank, right. And there is a professional way that you need to carry yourself. And there's a, a way that you need to do things and learn over years in time to perfect that craft, right. It's a craft. So, I work at a. I've, I've worked in the bank. I have worked in you know different a call center. That's a different environment. There are you know just general office environments where you need to know who not to really hang out with at work. Some people you need to start learning how to hang out with them and and get comfortable being with different types of people from different walks of life. You're going to have coworkers that have no clue about the type of life that you've lived. They are. You got people who have, I mean, they are, have blinders on because their life was 100% different than yours. And then you have to smile and listen to jokes that people are making that are inappropriate. All kinds of things that could be offensive. They don't know if they're being offensive. Some know they're being offensive and just how to navigate in that world. And I want to be able to give back to young ladies who may have a desire to want to, be um, you know, work in technology or work in any kind of corporate environment and just doesn't know what they need to know in order to be successful. So I think that's something that I'm gonna look into. Um, and just I know there's so many nonprofits out there. Like I don't wanna be like, I'm about to start a nonprofit, but I do want to start researching nonprofits that are actually doing that for young women specifically. Um, I don't want it to just be young women, obviously, but I just feel like, you know, as far as my passion being, you know, women in technology and and really for African American and minority women, I want to help where I can because, you know, a lot of us just don't have the history where someone is walk we're first generation corporate America people. I'm learning um on my own and then I'm going to teach my kids, right, <laughs> how to do things and what not to do, but I didn't have that. So if I can give that back to other young ladies, I think that would be something that I can add value to the world by doing. So that was something that I thought about, um, not just today, but this week, after having coffee with this young lady who she she recently, um, actually, she's a junior in in college. And so she's taking a class where she has to network. It's a sales class. So I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, you know, everyone should do this. You know, I think it would be very, very helpful just to learn how to, because I'm, you know, I'm real informal. I'm like, hey, girl, don't worry. You know, for me, you don't have to do all the extra stuff. Like, I'm just going to keep it real with you. That's how I communicate. I'm going to communicate in a way that's comfortable for me. So she was, like, super excited. And um, I have a couple other young ladies who are new high school graduates that I'm always talking to and trying to, you know, put up on game because you need to know what you know how to do things. And I will tell them like, hey, I'm gonna have you um as an intern just to, you know, help me with some stuff and and then I'll you'll learn because I'm gonna start teaching you how to do these things. So but if I could do that on a larger scale, I would love to have these conversations. I was thinking about like what about if you don't have anything to wear? You know, I know they have like um, dress for success. I used to volunteer with them. Multiple times, um, some years ago, I haven't recently, but I've donated so many things. And I used to go help them, um, hang up clothes and put clothes together for their uh store where women can go and and get clothes to wear to interviews and things like that. I think those type of things are very valuable, but yeah, I was just sitting here thinking, like, wow, if you met Aries, you know, at 18 years old, you know, what are the things that you would? Uh, give back to her. And um, I think I was really amazed. I've been really amazed when I look back on different things that I've done and and look at papers that I've written or, you know, I don't think I, I knew at that time who I was. I didn't really know. I was always confident. I was very quiet. Um, I know that's shocking. <laughs> I still was a talker, but I was very, shy most of my life until like when I got into high school was when I came out of my shell but I was very shy when I was with my family I would talk and stuff but I've always been I used to be very shy and not really wanting to say things if I thought that they weren't correct like I would just be like I'm gonna just be quiet because I don't know if I'm saying the right thing or not because I used to doubt the knowledge that I had. And I realized that I actually had way more than I thought I did. Um, One of the benefits I believe that I had was like my family. (laughs) So let me set the scene a little bit. So I have a lot of compassion because um, a lot of my people were, we lived in a very low income environment. We had, um, it's a trip because I had some people in my family that own homes and some, we were on government assistance, you know? So we were living in a government, um, government provided housing where, you know, it's discounted section eight, whatever you want to call it, all that kind of stuff. So we weren't, we didn't have a lot, you know, the house that I, I, um, one of the houses that we, I grew up in one bedroom, one bath, um, multiple people living in there. Um, Me and my mom, my sister, my aunt, then when she got pregnant, um, and then we moved out at one point. But it was always somebody in our house. We had a house full of people all the time. Our house was the party house. Everybody came over there. Everybody went to hang out because one thing we did have was a lot of love. Like, we loved each other. We were a very close-knit family. My grandmother lived up the block only about, let's see, maybe like, six houses up the street or so, maybe more, but she was smack dab in the middle of the block and we were on the corner. So we would just go up and down that street all the time, going back and forth to different liquor stores that were across the street from her house. And I used to, my first job was I call it a runner. Now it wasn't the type of runner that you probably think that I'm talking about, but I would run to the store for people And they would give me money and then they let me keep the change, you know, when I go to the store. So the, the, the drug dealers in the neighborhood were people who went to high school with my parents. So it wasn't like they were bad to me. You know, it wasn't like bad guys. These are guys who are looking out for you. They're not disrespecting your house or doing anything like that. They're really the people that are looking out for our, you know, our family. We had people that were really close to us. They'd come hang out. People were we always had music playing. We always had, it was a trip. Cause I'm like our little old corner house. Like when I go home now, I'm look, I look at the house and I'm like, that house was so small, but I didn't really realize that. And we were happy. Like, I didn't really know how poor we were. Like we were, we did not have a lot of money, but never really went without, you know, um, in a way that some people have. So, you know, people be like, hey, Aries, go to the store. This is back when kids could buy cigarettes and stuff. Like I was seven years old buying cigarettes, <laughs> six, seven, eight years old. And I'm going to the store buying packs of Benson Hedges, menthol lights, Virginia Slims, Newport, like all these different types of cigarettes. And all the people at the store knew me and I would go buy stuff for people and then I get to keep the change. So I started saving money. At a very early age, I was stacked, 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 because it was to the point where people would be like, Aries, let me, give me some change. I know you got some money in there, you know, and I had a little secret stash, uh, a place where I would hide my money and nobody knew where it was. Nobody. I'm still not going to tell people where it was, but (laughs) I had a little, that was my little job, right? So I'm like, shoot, I can have some money around here. Like I can go to the store and buy me some candy and, you know, obviously I didn't have like a bunch of large needs, but that was kind of my first little hustle. Was I'm a, I go to the store, somebody give me $20 or $10, and then I go get all their little stuff and I keep, you know, a couple of dollars to myself. So I'm like, that was my little gig, right? But um so you know, we didn't have a whole lot and you have to figure out how to be resourceful with what you have. So, as I got older, I always was thinking about, you know, how I could make money, you know, and my first job was working for um the Richmond Housing Authority, which was a place that provided government housing for people and the maintenance department is where I worked. I answered the phones over the summer for three whole months. And um you know, I saved money that whole um summer and I had a thousand dollars when it was done. So I used to answer the phone and people calling, cussing me out and everything. (laughs) and um but I learned how to answer phones and learn how to speak to people learn how to give customer service and these are skills that took me a very long way because that place was hectic when I tell you you had all kind of people calling my toilet is broken you know I think I told this story um in that first that first um episode but sorry I'm putting chapstick on but um yeah, I learned customer service with that job. And that was, the, that was the skill that totally I use today. You have to have customer service skills. Like that is the core of any business. And I'm just learning that all these little steps that I took along the way is what made me who I am, right? Gleaning all those things. And each job I learned something new. I learned something new. Working at the bank dealing with people face-to-face customer service, another customer service job, right? Every job I've had was mostly customer service, but in different environments. I've never worked at like a fast food place. I don't know if I would be a good waitress (laughs) or not. I just never did. I always knew my goal, I want to be Claire Huxtable. That was the lady who I looked up to. She was a boss, like, she was cute. She dressed nice. She had a briefcase. That's all I know is I want a briefcase and I want to be able to tell people what to do and they're going to listen to me and I know my stuff and that and that could be like the worst reason to want that. But that's exactly the vision I had in my mind for the type of business lady that I was going to be right Um. and it's a trip because when I go home now, I'll see some friends that I w- was in school with and people be like, I, we knew you were going to be a (laughs) businesswoman, you know, and these are people who are not necessarily, you know, I don't feel like everybody has to be at the level that you're at. So don't get it twisted. I definitely feel like everyone, you could be totally happy working at McDonald's. If that's what you, if that's the level of success that you have set the tone for yourself, then you, and you're happy and your family's doing good. You don't have to, everybody doesn't have to be doing the exact same job, but if you are aspiring to have something like that, and you're only not doing it because you don't feel like you can. That's the people that I'm always like, but you could do it too. Like, I'm always saying, I'm like, you can still do it. You want to be a businesswoman? Well, you could do it today. You're just going to have to take some steps to get there. You're going to have to learn, you know, some of these things that you need to learn in order to be successful at it. You may have to go back to school. School helps a lot with learning, you know, the lay of the land, but you know, you just may need to find a mentor who could pour into you and someone who can give you the information that you need in order to get there. Right. And then I also think that from the other direction, there are so many people in these corporate environments that have zero clue what's going on in the world. They have zero clue that the products and services that they're offering all these customers that they're, that are just numbers to them are real people with real issues that have bills and struggles and all these things. And so I do feel a lot of compassion when it comes to the reality of how people are living out here. You know, I feel like now, which is crazy because I didn't kind of scratch. That's why this thing is called scratching and surviving. I feel like I didn't scratch and survive my way to where I am right now. And I do feel like I'm in a privileged place in order to be able to be in certain rooms that some of people that I know and love will never ever be in because they just aren't, they haven't set themselves up in a way to do that. And a lot of reasons because it's just not available to them. It hasn't been made available um, for whatever reason. It just hasn't. And I would love to be able to, for people who really, really want it because people say they want stuff and they're not really willing to put the work in because I put the work in, okay? I put the work in. I studied. I learned. I was always a reader. When I was young, my mom would have to come in my room. She was like, I didn't even know you were here. Like, you, I would just be in books like all the time. I just love reading. Most of those books when I was younger were novels and stuff like that, but I just really love to read. I I would read out loud to try to learn how to speak professionally. Cause I want to hear myself say things like I don't have anything in front of me right now that I can read, but I would read these books out loud so that I can hear myself saying these words. Cause I still have like a, I kind of have like a Southern draw. I say that it's a Southern draw because everybody in my family is from the South. My family is, my mom's side of the family is Opelousas, Louisiana, Palmetto, Louisiana, uh, Lafayette, you know, all these places over in that area and my dad's family's from Memphis. So, like, everybody has these, like, country accents. And even back home, people's like, you're country. You sound country. And I'm like, I've never been to the country a day in my life. <laughs> but I would do different things because I was insecure about how I speak. Like, now I'm just whatever, okay? Like, I I just speak the way that I'm, I feel comfortable. But I do have a professional voice and I have a – Aries late back voice my Aries late back voice is so (laughs) it's a lot it's it's very very comfortable let's just put it like that people who know me but my I do have a professional voice like people if my friends will call me somewhere and I answer the phone I'm like hello they're like you at work (laughs) you at work right now um, you must be in the office, you know, or something like that. When I'm answering the phone, all extra professional. My mom taught me that though, because she would do it all the time. I, she would be going off on us, y'all but damn, you know, fussing," and then the phone ring, and She's like, "Hello, this is Janet," and I'm like, "Who is this lady?" I remember the first time I heard her do that, I'm like, "Where is that voice coming from?" And I just started like, "Oh, okay, you gotta, you gotta speak like this in order when when someone." calls your phone that's not family or a friend and they're a professional you have to speak in a certain manner and I do feel that in order to be um I don't want to say the word successful because it doesn't mean that's success is defined by whoever is speaking but in order to be able to navigate in a lot of places even just customer service over the phone where you're calling somewhere to get help People aren't going to, it's weird how people judge based on your voice and based on your accent or based on your, it's just so many things. And it's unfair. I'm not saying that, you know, you have to do these things because that's just the way the world is. But it is the way the world is. It is the way America is. And there are just some of these unwritten, you know, and some written rules that we have to abide by in order to get things done. Right. So you call a place and you don't sound like you know what you're talking about or you can't articulate yourself in a way that explains what you need and taking out the emotion and all that stuff is just a whole nother thing. So it's something I still deal with. I, I still try to, I want to be authentically who I am, but at the same time, you know, you just understand that there are these written rules that you have to abide by with that being said, I do think it's important to know who you are in this world, Right. I want to always give you guys authenticity, but in order for me to do that, I have to be super comfortable with who I am in this world. I have to learn who is Aries and get back to the core of who I am. You know, the way God knows you is he knows you without all the hurt and the pain and all the things that that have made you put up a bunch of walls and all that stuff, right? And it's cool because it's like when we're like, how does he love me? with all my flaws it's because he sees you the real way right and we'd have been through so many things that we've just you know really distorted the true person that we are so it's like we're trying to get back to who is that authentic person that I can be comfortable with and um I think it's super important and I was listening to T.D. Jakes the other day and he said how ignorant he was when he was young and he used to have this thing against Africans you know as a black American he said, I got in a taxi with this guy. He said, I'm embarrassed to even say it in public, but he was like, you know, I said to this guy, he was African that, you know, I never like Africans. And the guy in his accent, which I'm not going to imitate was, he said, why don't you, why don't you like us? And he said, I don't know. I just feel like you guys are arrogant. And he said, I'm what you are. If you had never been a slave that was so deep to me on multiple levels so we could that's a whole nother conversation talk about the slavery thing but it is true because I feel like we are slaves to so many things so we could talk about the 400 years of you know oppression and and the continued oppression that is taking place in American society but I think one of the things that I took from that was about So many things that um, just from my own life, like I said, 20-year-old Aries and almost 40-year-old Aries, those years in between were a lot of hurt and pain and a lot of disappointments and successes and different things that have shaped who I am right now and how I think about myself. But that 20-year-old Aries, she really felt confident in some things that i had that confidence shaken over the years, which I'm trying to get back to that place, right? When you have gone through something that hurts and it's painful and and it's just so, you know, so much, it does take away all that was so pure before. You couldn't tell me nothing at 20 years old. I'm like, I know my stuff, I know my value and blah, blah, blah. And I was so confident in that and confidence is key. That's one of the things I was telling the young girl This week, I'm like, confidence is everything. I didn't know nothing about how to troubleshoot some DSL. I didn't even know what DSL was. And I walked up in that thing, and I told that lady, listen, I don't know nothing about this job. I don't know this vocabulary, but I know how to troubleshoot a computer. I know how to do this, that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was so confident. And I could walk into an interview right now, and I will – I think I'm getting a lot better, but I feel like there are times where I'll let someone tell me something – And I'll be like, okay, you know, yeah, maybe I don't know that. And I'm like, what would the 20-year-old Aries say? (laughs) Like those little things. It's like, what would Jesus do? She would not let nobody tell her no. There's no no. I'm like, no, 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 no. I may not know the terminology that you're using right now, but anything that I set my eyeballs to, I can do. And that's the. I honestly feel that way. And I feel like we all need to be super confident in our abilities and learn where your strengths are. I know I'm a great problem solver. I know I'm good at troubleshooting issues and um, looking deeper into problems. And I can see things that I think are just regular common sense that I'm realizing that everyone doesn't think like that. And we really gotta figure out number one, who am I, <laughs> right? So you may have to go to therapy. You may have to start doing reading some books and learning some things about am I really outside of your job, outside of your um, you know, anything else that you're labeling yourself, outside of your kids, outside of your husband, outside of your relationship, outside of your friendships. Who are you really and what is your value to the world because that is why you were created in the first place. God has gifted us all with special gifts that we are supposed to bless the world with. And when you start doubting that and that's really your faith being shaken in some way shape or form, you're allowing you know, whatever you want to call that. I call it the enemy to come in and get in your mind. Not, you know, now you're not accomplishing the goals and the 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 things that God has placed you on this earth for because you're allowing someone to shake your confidence. And I just think that, you know, first you need to know who you are. Figure that out. And that's part of the journey that I think is the hardest because people don't want to dig into old stuff. There are people who still don't want to talk about their past and their family and their, you know, um, things that they've gone through that really could be blessing someone, but they're holding on because of shame. Um, That was a part of our sermon last weekend was, you know, all this stuff that we're doing because of shame in our lives. And it's time out for that. Like I'm over it because I think I'm getting older and I don't care anymore what people think about me. I'm like, hey, either you're going to like it or you're not and if you don't then that's okay because i'm not for everybody so me learning who i am and going back to say hey you add value you're an important person in this world and there's something that you can give back that is so important i mean that's probably 90 percent of everything right and then just start exploring things that you feel a natural uh you feel naturally drawn to There are some things that just when I look back at my journey now, I'm like, look, you worked at this customer service job. You were able to because of my journey, because of the pain, because of the trauma, because of the different things that I went through in my life. I could handle it when the crazy lady was calling the phone going off on me. I'm listening like lady, you know, at first I'm like, oh, my goodness, this lady is cussing me out. And then after a while, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not about to let her take control of this phone conversation. You know, when someone, someone else will call, I'm like, um, excuse me, I learned how to provide service in a way that I demanded respect at the same time, right? There are just certain things because of how I grew up. My mom was not the type of mom that was like, oh, honey, you know, let me go ahead and make you a peanut butter sandwich for school. It wasn't like that. I, my mom, was, you better not miss that bus. <laughs> you miss that bus and let's see what happened. Like, she was very hardcore with it. She talked you know, in a very aggressive manner to us, you know, as we were growing up, my dad was more of the calm person, but, but I was used to hearing a lot of loud conversation, like loud, loud, loud house. Like I'm just used to that. And so, um, I could handle some things that other people cannot. I've watched people in a corporate environment, break down and cry. Like I've almost wanted to, because I just, my feelings were hurt. Because I used to always be like a super sensitive kid. I I really am sensitive in real life. These you know all this tough, tough exterior and all that is just stuff that I've learned how to create so that I'm not like falling apart every day. But I can handle some things. I I mean I've had crazy stuff happen at work and I'm like ooh. I just learned how to build a certain level of toughness in order to function right. Um. So you start learning, you know, what are the things that you feel naturally inclined? Like, you know that these are skills that you're you're bringing, right? And then just figure out really what is it that, how you want to give that back to the world. Because I do believe that as you give, you will receive. So you start giving first before you're demanding someone to give to you, right? How can I give back to some young girl, you know, like I said earlier, that's very similar to who I am, right? A young girl that's trying to figure this thing out has no idea. They don't know anything about it. They have never walked into a corporate environment in their life. They don't know what to expect. They don't know all the little nuances and things that are going to happen. That's something that I want to do, something that I am doing. Um, but I think giving and then someone is going to come my way and give back to me. I, it always happens. It always happens. It's been from since I was a little girl. I would give away my clothes. To someone before I got new clothes, I would give away the stuff that was my old stuff that I was like, okay, I've outgrown this or I don't love this anymore. Give it away. And then someone will give something to me. Now, I'm I'm a queen of a hand me down. So all my kids clothes, I give those away to other kids always like that is just something that we do in our family. And I used to get clothes from my cousins like it was just that's what we used to do. And because that's what we had to do at that time. But. Something simple as that, you know, just start figuring out how you can give. I know some people feel like I don't have any money. I don't have, cause I don't have stuff. How am I gonna give? There's always something you can give. It may not be money. It might be just some knowledge that you have about something. You have some kind of experience somewhere. Maybe talk about your failures. Where did you mess up so that somebody else can avoid the pitfalls that you fell into? Things like that. It's just a way of like, we all need to recognize that You are, you know, beautifully, wonderfully made in God's image. There is a reason he has you here. Figure out what that is. Some of you guys have a a very great gift of mercy and compassion for people. You might need to go to school to be a nurse or something. Like you might need to figure out how can I use that thing to give back to the world in a way that I'm fulfilled and then someone else is also fulfilled because you're giving that gift to them. But I just feel like, you know, there is really a a need for us to discover these things about ourselves in whichever way you need to do that. Read some books. Um, I'm on a kick now where I'm reading, I'm trying to read like a book a week and I'm just learning so much about different things, you know, that I would never ever learn outside of, opening up a book and learning right so some days you can't just be like I just never was taught this and I don't know well go learn it's too much information out there especially nowadays in 2018 the internet is full I go on YouTube a million times a day because I don't know how to do something I'll be like how to make a podcast (laughs) right that's how this started I have all this equipment that I got over here now it's like how to plug in the mixer to this and that like what software do you use everything is from YouTube and Google and And stuff. So like, no, I don't know anybody who um, has a podcast. Well, now I do, um, but I didn't have somebody like walk me through how to do this podcast. I had a couple people that gave me information about a couple things here and there, you know, whatever. But I literally was studying on YouTube for everything. That's just how it was. So we can't make a whole bunch of excuses about not knowing. I think that we just need to first figure out who you are in this world. What were you put here for? That is the journey that a lot of us are on forever. And and the sooner you figure it out, I think the more comfortable you're going to be. I know that, like I said, as I get older, I'm like, I don't really care about what people think about me. I hope that I'm able to have a voice in this world somewhere where when I leave, it is leaving a mark. And I feel that that mark is going to come from, you know, giving back. So back to the point of this whole thing and this long old rant about, giving back and trying to figure out, you know, how you can do that. So let me know what you decide about yourself and what your journey is going to be to giving back um, by following the podcast. You're already listening to it. So wherever you're listening, there is a way for you to subscribe, download and send me a message, send me a DM, send me a comment, just letting me know what your choice for giving back is going to be. I think that will be a really great way for us to together as a community find something that we can do it a great book that I read is called give and take a revolutionary approach to success Um, but it basically talks about givers being you know a rare breed of people who contribute to others without expecting anything in return and I like it so it's a book you can read if you just want to learn a little bit about giving um, and how it can really benefit you in your life Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate and review the episode. It really does um, matter and it does count. Your vote counts. I hope you all voted. And if you have not, I hope you will vote on November 6th in the midterm elections. Also, what else? Um, I got a bunch of cool episodes coming up. I got some people that I think you guys will really enjoy um, as far as interviewing and some special guests that I'm bringing on the show um, in a couple weeks. So, Stay tuned. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Please share this podcast on your social media platforms if you do enjoy it and you love it. Reach out to me. Send me comments, feedback, um, anything that you have that you want to share. All feedback is welcome. All right, y'all. Until next time, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Scratching and Surviving Podcast. To connect with me and hear more, please visit scratchingandsurviving.com. Make sure to join the Scratching and Surviving community. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your player of choice. Talk to you next week.